Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Now, back to The Larry Kudlow Show. All right, welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to turn to our money and politics segment. We have Steve Moore uh, from FreedomWorks, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and he's got a new book, GovZilla. Steve Moore just dropped. Well, I'll introduce him anyway. GovZilla, How the Relentless Growth of Government is Devouring Our Economy and Our Freedom. I'm sure we'll get Steve Moore back. And Brooke Rollins. Brooke Rollins is a former director of the White House Domestic Policy Council. And she is presently president and CEO of the America First Policy Institute. Uh, Rookie, we had Rick Perry on. Just wanted you to know that. Well, it's never a perfect Larry Kudlow show without two Texans on the show. So (laughs) I'm so happy to hear that. (laughs) No one but two, twice the fun. And we had Pam Bondi on the TV show. Last night, so they're just all over the place, okay? Um, Love it. Yeah, so uh, were you surprised at uh, Joe Biden's, well, we're all surprised that he lasted two hours. Uh, The meds were wearing off there the last 15 minutes, but whatever. (laughs) He did stand up for two hours. I'll give him that. But were you surprised he's not making any changes? The whole world's against him. The polls are against him unanimously, left, right, and center. Nobody wants this, uh, uh, you know, big government socialist plan, $5 trillion, $2 trillion in taxes, $3 trillion. Nobody wants it. His agenda is in shambles. Nobody wants the election reform. People are furious at crime and illegal immigration. And yet, Brookie, he stands up there for two hours and basically you know, basically doubles up, as best I can tell. He says, no, people really love me and the polls don't matter. What you think? Well, it was a remarkable performance on many levels, and you have absolutely hit all the high points. But I was thinking back, Larry, you know, when you and I worked for President Trump, if we had had one year in, the economy in shambles, inflation at, what, a 700% increase, the borders completely open, 2 million undocumented illegal aliens crossing. I mean, the job numbers are terrible. Everything. I tell you what, our former boss would have made some changes in staff. He would have mm-hmm. said, listen, guys, things aren't working. We've got a country to run. Let's fix this deal. Some heads are going to roll. The fact that President Biden stood up and said, I think people think I've outperformed where they thought I would be is truly remarkable. Yeah, you know, heads would have rolled under bonus. By the way, they did roll until we got there. They were rolling on a month, daily basis. Yes, you and I, you and I joked because we started about the same time that if we can just outlast Anthony Scaramucci in his 11-day run at the West Wing, it's going to be a good thing. I know. It was so funny. Former Chief Kelly used to have a Scaramucci count with me. I last, when I got to my second pay week, I beat him out. But it is, it's fascinating that you're right. No senior staff changes whatsoever. 
and he himself, I mean, I don't know. He says he's breaking up uh, Build Back Better becomes Build Back Smaller or they're putting it into chunks, uh, which will compromise the reconciliation strategy. I mean, I think we've got him whooped pretty good. It's just interesting to me that he seems like he wants to go down with the ship and, and not make any changes at all. And well, we'll, we'll see. you know, what's, you know, what's interesting, Larry, and I was talking about this in Austin over the last couple of days. There was a big policy event there. And what I said was this in in October of 2020, during one of the debates, Donald Trump looked at Joe Biden and said, Joe, they are going to dominate you, meaning they, the progressives, the Marxists, the radical left. And, of course, Biden at the time said, no, no, it'll be me. I am the Democrat Party. That was during the debates before the election. Well, now we're one year in. And, you know, Joe Biden has been in office for decades, I think actually longer than I've been alive. And I'm almost at half a century. And it's fascinating because he's never really stood for anything, right? He's sort of been a political weather vane. Mm. And so this was the opportunity that the Bernie Sanders, the socialists saw that you've got a man in the Oval Office that doesn't really stand for anything. So what that means is we can completely control the agenda, and that's what they've done. But guess what? The American people don't want their agenda. They don't like their agenda. We've seen that with West Virginia and Arizona and their Democratic senators standing up and saying, this is not okay, what you're trying to do to destroy America. And I think you're right. I think as as of today, whether it's the Voting Rights Act, also known as the Easy to Cheat Act, which is what it is, or the Build Back Better with the big government socialism bill, right now they're done. And every day we get closer to the midterms, I think our chances increase that they will stay dead. Yeah. Yeah, save America, kill the bill. Steve Moore, uh, welcome. Um, I wanted to draw to your attention. I don't know if you saw the Janet Yellen speech to Davos. Davos with all the corporate socialists uh Gary, I'm surprised you're I'm surprised you weren't there. Yeah, fat chance of that. <laughs> Trump forced me to go twice and I, I vowed I'd never go again and I will never go again. Uh, all these woke CEOs. But here's the thing I want you to comment on. Janet Yellen says that Biden's policy is a modernized version of supply side economics. Okay, and her argument is her argument is that low taxes didn't work, deregulation didn't work, and what will create productivity is uh, paid family leave, uh, child tax credits, and child allowances, uh, and um, the Green New Deal, climate change. That's modern right. supply side. <laughs> now, I kind of so, thought you know, on the yeah. show last night, I said, no, it's actually modern socialism. She's a little bit confused. But I thought, you you know, she is our Treasury Secretary. What do you think? So, you know, it's funny you should ask about that because I was just writing a column. I didn't see her whole comments, but I, saw, I listened to a lot of them. And you're right. She said the solution to all our labor problems is to give people more government benefits and, you know, child care subsidies and free kindergarten. And I'm thinking, you know, um, I don't know how people like Brooke Rollins ever got into the wor- workforce before there was Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, we, we great, know, it's I mean, a good we, question, Stevie. That's I mean, right. You, and Brooke, you have like every time I see you, you're pregnant. So, <laughs> and so uh, I'm always it's true. I'm building the conservative before. movement one child at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, the point is, over the last 30 or 40 years, 
the biggest increase in the labor force prior to Joe Biden being president was with women entering the workforce. In fact, the problem we have right now, Larry, is men dropping out of the workforce, not women. And so uh, I don't I really just don't understand the logic of what uh, she is saying. But they're trying to you're right. They're trying to redefine supply side economics. And what is really so um, you know, perturbing to me is that we did have an experiment. <laughs> We've had two. We had one under Reagan and we have one under Trump, right? And both times the economy just boomed. And, you know, when you, they love to talk about the science. Okay, we did the experiments. The science said it worked. And they're still living in this fantasy land that it was a failure when we had, you know, one of the best economies ever under Trump, one of the best economies ever under uh, Reagan. And it's amazing. In one year, I, I think I said this on your show the other day, when Trump yeah. left office, the economy was booming. People forget that, that, that the recovery was well underway when Biden entered office. And the inflation rate in January of 2021, the month that uh, Trump left office, was 1.6 percent. Mm. Now, a year later, it's gone from 1.6 to 7 yeah. percent. And that's an incredibly bad record. Let me take it. I got to take a quick break. We're on a bit yeah. of a new schedule because of the syndication. I just want to say that... Uh, more welfare without work requirements right. will not increase jobs and will not increase productivity. And Ms. Yellen is completely, utterly wrong about that fundamental point. She should ask, Larry, she should ask Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, No, that's right. That's right. Anyway, Brooke Rollins is here. Steve Moore is here. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to take a quick break and then come right back. Please stay with us, folks. This is the Larry Kudlow Show on 77 WABC. This is the best of the Rita Cosby Show. Best of. I'm so glad to have your perspective, you know, Caitlin, because I think about this decision from the NCAA. I feel like it was a punt. What was your reaction? Yeah, they kicked the can down the road. Um, They didn't want to take responsibility. And to be honest with you, um, that's very disappointing. I have said from the beginning, uh, uh, Leah Thomas, I hope nothing but the best for her. You know, uh, transitioning and suffering from gender dysphoria is an extraordinarily, extraordinarily difficult thing. I, I know I've suffered with it my entire life, you know, and every journey is different. And I want her to be happy, and I just hope nothing but the best for her. And I, all the things that go along with transitioning, I hope she enjoys. But when it comes to this decision and what she's doing uh, in the swimming pool, honestly, two things. One, it's bad publicity for the trans community. Number one, it doesn't help us. It's very negative. Um, and... You know, the second thing is it's bad for women's sports. I, I'm out to protect women's sports. So where do we go from here, Caitlin? You know, it's interesting. You brought up Donna Deverona. She made a comment saying, like, maybe there's a place for everybody. How how do we find this place? It's very complicated. I don't know if we can find a place, to be honest with you. There's not. We're talking about, I mean, trans athletes. There's very few of them. Okay. There's. A handful. In swimming, there's one of them that actually transitioned the other direction from female to male. Right. Um, yeah, but, um, but those are the only two I know about. Um, we're talking about one person, you know, changing all of women's sports. It's and it's it's not fair, you know. 
And I don't know if we can find a solution. The Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. By the way, join us during the week, 4 to 5 p.m. daily on Fox Business News. The show is called Kudlow. We are here talking money and politics with Brooke Rollins, former director of the White House Domestic Policy Council and currently president and CEO of the America First Policy Institute, and Steve Moore from FreedomWorks and the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And his new book is called GovZilla, How the Relentless Growth of Government is Devouring Our Economy and Our Freedom. Okay, Steve Moore, uh, a great new piece out by our pal Dan Clifton, and I'll just read you the opening here. Of the 22 states that held state-of-the-state addresses in January, 16 governors announced plans to cut taxes. Some of these tax changes were flat taxes. uh, Some of them were reduction in marginal income tax rates. Some of them were offsets to inflation. No state has proposed tax hikes, at least not yet. So this uh, state movement to cut taxes, I think, Steve, is very important and should also become a national issue, don't you think? Well, do we lose Steve? Well, if we lost him, I'm happy to answer, Larry. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you, Brookie. Well, I will say this, that I, having come from the state world, having worked in Texas legislative, I was Rick Terry's policy director when he was first governor 121 years ago, uh, and then ran the Texas Public Policy Foundation. We always believed and said that the founders' vision that the states being the laboratories of democracy has never been more important than today. When you see the left trying to basically take every power away from the state. And the beautiful thing about what you just mentioned, which is remarkable. I mean, this goes back to your work, Larry, for, for decades, Steve's, Art Laffer's. You know, the idea that you cut taxes and that it not only helps everyone in your state, but it helps the most those at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder. That's where you cut poverty rates. That's where you create better jobs. Texas had done it for a decade before Trump went into office and with your help and others help, you know, passed such a such an awesome tax cuts job that then resulted in the greatest economy, arguably, in our country's history. But to see the states now take that America first banner, that supply side Reaganomics banner of we're going to cut taxes because we know it has been proven it will help those that need the help the most. And Bricky, I think that um, we should, you know, at the America First, we should really push uh, Republicans in Washington uh, to adopt the mantra. I mean, we've talked about making the Trump tax cuts permanent. And I, I just think... Um, that we need to tell people what we're for. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're going to be for, but tax cuts are one of them, starting with the base of making the Trump tax cuts permanent. I, I, I mean, I think we should push that. I think that Kevin McCarthy has now adopted that in his uh, commitment to America, which will come out in, in its entirety pretty soon. But I think it's a good pro-growth message. And I think, you know what, you've got all these um, budget surpluses developing now uh, because of the inflated revenues and because of all the government assistance, send it back to the people. You know, it's their money in the first place. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's interesting. And, and again, talking about Texas versus California, which was a narrative 
that Rick Perry started as governor and, and I was working alongside him at a time that the Washington, D.C. under Barack Obama, California under their, you know, to tax everyone to high heaven, create more government programs, and, and of course, always saying to help the poor while Texas and other red states were cutting their taxes. Well, it's remarkable to see Texas became the job engine for the country, creating more jobs than all other states combined over a five-year period. But I think the most compelling piece of that is that while we cut our poverty rate almost in half, California's almost doubled. So think about that. I mean, just the the absolute lunacy of raising taxes, which is what Biden and the progressive left's trying to do. They're really trying to destroy the country. But thank goodness we've got the Ron DeSantis's and the Texas's and the soon-to-be Sarah Huckabee Sanders in Arkansas. We've got these red state governors that know that cutting taxes is what truly creates prosperity. And to your point on making the Trump tax cuts permanent, I think that's a really important piece of the America First agenda at all levels. I mean, clearly that's a federal level, but all tax cuts at all levels for our mayors, our county commissioners, our dog catchers. We should all be on this bandwagon of understanding what creates true prosperity and preserves the American dream. And that's a big part of it. Yes. Thank you, Steve. uh, Brooke and I are talking about uh, 16 governors have announced plans to cut taxes, become a national movement. I was reading from uh, Dan Clifton, Strategus' Dan Clifton's latest yeah. Uh, yeah. newsletter. And this is a very, very important development, it seems to me. And we should go from the state tax cuts to the federal tax cuts to making Trump's tax cuts permanent. Yeah, I love the idea of making the tax cuts permanent. And I just want to add uh, one thing to what Brooke was saying. You know, I'm in Arizona right now, and we have great governors uh, across the country, not just DeSantis. I mean, uh, Doug Ducey's done an amazing job in Arizona. You know, they have a 2.5% flat tax now. Did you know that, Larry? 2.5% flat tax. (laughs) I'm here to tell them to get it down to zero. But, uh, you know, it's so amazing. Nine states have no income tax, and uh, you know this. It's Texas and Tennessee and Florida and states like Nevada, and they're booming, and they're absolutely booming. Um, I was in Miami uh, about a week ago. Have you been to Miami recently, Larry? No. No, I'm 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 afraid to leave Connecticut. (laughs) It is the biggest (laughs) boom you ever – like Miami is the new New York City. It is the new financial center of the world. It's the center of Central and South America. It is incredible, the economic activity. And then, uh, uh, you know, two weeks ago I was in New York. It's dormant. Nothing's going Mm. on in New York. It shows the difference between red state and blue state governance. Yeah, I'm going to be at the RGA Friday. I'm running a panel, and the whole gang's going to be there. You and I, we'll talk because I want to be prepared for this uh, state tax cut message. They should all be doing it. Revenues are pouring in, right? The the economy's rising. Inflation is rising, giving them a lot of revenues. And you have, of course, all this federal assistance. Turn it back to the taxpayers. That should be the mantra, Steve. Yeah. And, and we've got to get, you know, the Republicans are putting in Congress are putting together a new kind of contract with America. Yeah. Larry, we have to talk to Kevin McCarthy and, and uh, you know, Steve Scalise. And we've got to make sure that making the uh, Trump tax cuts permanent is a major I, feature. Yeah, I think I got it in. Uh, okay. Francis okay. Brooke, who's the policy guy for Scalise. I think we got it in. But you're right. We got to work on it. I got a minute to go. And, Brooke, I just want to lay this out for you, um, give you a whack at it. The crime thing, you know, front page of the New York Post today, another cop was killed in New York. Uh, 
Another cop is very badly wounded. I don't know if he's going to survive or not. You know, God bless them. Rest in peace, their families and everything. You know, this crime story, Brooke Rollins, is just out of control. And I got to say, with respect to homeless and 10 cities and enforcing the law and all these left-wing progressive district attorneys, this all must change. Yeah, no, that's that's right. And, you know, it's part of the bigger story, right? I mean, just looking at the last 365 days, uh, I guess now 366 or 67, it's the, the crime, the lawlessness, the complete loss of law and order, the, the you know, not really the, the job numbers, the inflation numbers, the complete loss of our border. I mean, we are losing our country. And most Americans don't want that. I mean, whether you're Republican or Democrat, you want your police to protect you. You want a country with borders. You want when you go in to buy your bacon for your breakfast, when you're cooking for all your kids, you don't want it to be twice as much this year as it was last year under the old administration. It's time for a change. We've got three more years. We've got to keep fighting, but I think we can take it back in November. Cavalry's coming. I got to get out. Thank you, kids. I appreciate it. Brooke Rollins, Steve Moore. All I'll say is the cavalry is coming. I'm Larry Kudlow, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll be right here next Saturday.